Good morning, or good almost afternoon. How's everybody? All right. We got beautiful weather today. You could say that again. My AC went out this week on the hottest day of the week. I can't remember the last time I sweated while I slept. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Felt like I was back in the 1970s when it was like uh, you were rich if you had AC back then. Y'all know what I'm talking about? She, Lamise, I'm spoiled now. But we're back in action now, thanks to a good friend. Uh, let, let's pray. Father, thank you this morning. Thank you this afternoon. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Chicagoland Bible Fellowship. Thank you for Pastor Rackett and uh, the leaders of this church. Uh, pray that, uh, that we can uh, get into your word, dig into your word today. And I pray that eyes will be open, that ears will be able to hear. Even, Lord, that uh, some sickness can be even relieved. Some pain can be uh, done away with. We just thank you, Lord, and uh, thank you for this body. In Christ Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So the title of my message, as you can see, is Keep On, Keep On, Keeping On. Y'all remember that bumper sticker? Remember that? I used to see that all the time on trucks and stuff back in, actually, I just said the 70s, back in the 70s and 80s, and it was pretty cool. I used to like that. But there was a uh, Lisa Richardson isn't here, but she's online, and I know she's laughing now. Um, weeping Deacon. Um, there was a good, uh, uh, good man that he used to always say, hold on, <laughs> I need a napkin. And I'm going to take care of this right now. He used to always say, when hard times hit you, keep on, keep it on. I don't know why I'm crying because I'm not going through any struggles right now. Because <laughs> some of y'all might be going, oh man, he's going through something right now. He need to, <laughs> yo, we need to pray for him right now. I'm I'm doing great. I'm blessed and uh God is on my side. But uh it just remember sometimes when you have good memories of things, it just wells up the emotions in you. And uh my outward capability is to release it through my eyes. <laughs> But he used to always say, when you're going through tough times, they're not going to last. You keep on keeping on. You know, when, when, when my air went out, what did I do? I wasn't just going to stop and die. No, I'm keeping on keeping on. What can I do? I turned the ceiling fan on or leave the windows cracked. Uh, no, no, it was too hot outside. But we just we just bared with it and slept in as little clothes as possible. <laughs> but when you're tough times, when, when you lose your job, what do you do? You keep on keeping on. You look for another job. When your car gets a flat, what do you do? You either change the flat yourself or you call somebody to get some help or somebody drives along the road and uh, uh, slows down and helps you out and you keep on keeping on. So I, I, I heard that message and man, it, it just brought back so many memories. Um, last last two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we uh, my family, we went down to visit my cousin in Southern Illinois. And my cousin is uh, 93 years old. He just turned 93 uh, this week. No, it was it, this Tuesday. Yeah, this past Tuesday. He just turned 93 years old. And he happens to be a cousin in my family. Um, he is the oldest, no, the second oldest relative on my father's side that's still living. So I uh, I try to uh, visit him as much as I can, which over the last few years, because of all the stuff we've had over the last few years, has been really, really rare. So I made a chance, we had a chance to uh, go down and visit him a couple weeks ago. And Hope was adamant about bringing all our children with us. And that's been 
it's been a long time since we had all three children with us for an event. You know, that was like bringing them to church and putting them in the back of the van or a car or something. We go on to church. We went and drove four and a half hours down in one vehicle. That was uh, very interesting. But we keep on keeping on. Because <laughs> they're grown and they're big and they eat more and they talk more and complain more and praise the Lord. So he was a uh, he was pleased to see us and we got a chance to spend time with him. Uh, he's he's struggling with uh, Parkinson's right now. If you all wouldn't mind praying for his salvation um, and uh, even just the issues he's dealing with with Parkinson's. He's actually been really well with it. It hasn't taken him down like it takes a lot of people to have Parkinson's, but uh, he's um, he's hanging in there. He's he's keeping on. He's keeping on. Um, he happens to be one of the people on my father's side in the family that people on my family side would say, how is he still living? Because he's, like a lot of people, he has done a lot of things that he probably isn't uh, proud of in his life. And a lot of people in our family that were alive didn't really care for him. But uh, he's an elder in my family. And I show him respect. So God, God gifted me with the ability to be able to recognize things that are broken or there's issues. And he's uh, gifted me in certain areas where I can fix stuff or repair stuff. So I tend to use those gifts as much as possible. So I went down there and did a lot of work around his house for him stuff that he used to be able to do. So I was able to take care of a lot of stuff. And uh, God allows me to have joy by being able to help people. And I'm thankful that he's gifted me that way. So me and God, we got this agreement. He gifts me, and I use that gift. And uh, that's what allows me to keep on keeping on. So uh, I need something to bounce back off these uh, things coming out of my eyes. So let's do a little uh, a funny. On the first day, God created the dog. God said, sit all day by the door of your house and bark at anyone who comes in or walks past. For this, I will give you a lifespan of 20 years. The dog said, that's a long time to be barking. How about 10 years and I'll give you 10 years back? God said, agreed. On the second day, God created the monkey and said, entertain people, do tricks, and make them laugh. For this, I'll give you 20 years lifespan. The monkey said, tricks for 20 years? That's a pretty long time to perform. How about I give you back 10 years like the dog? God said, agreed. On the third day, I hope y'all getting this. On the third, because at the end, there's going to be a quiz. On the third day, God created the cow and said, you must go into the field with the farmer all day long and suffer under the sun. Have calves and give milk to support the farmer's family. For this, I will give you a lifespan of 60 years. The cow said, that's kind of tough. Uh, how about you give me 20 years and I'll give you 40 years back? God said, agreed again. 
on the fourth day, God created humans and said, eat, sleep, play, marry, and enjoy life. For this, I'll give you 20 years. But the human said, only 20 years? Could you possibly give me the 20? I'm sorry, the 40 that the cow gave back. The 10 that the monkey gave back and the dog gave you 10. How about I take those back as well? Okay, said God, you asked for it. So that's why for our first 20 years, we eat, sleep, play, enjoy ourselves. For the next 40 years, we slave in the sun to support our families. Y'all tracking this? For the next 10 years, we do monkey tricks to entertain our grandchildren. Some of y'all really relate. And for the last 10 years, we sit on the front porch and bark at everyone. Look at him, look at him, look at him. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> and true. <laughs> All right, that's better. All right, so one of our scriptures today is going to be my, my life for verses. Matthew 6, chapter 6, verse 33 through 34. And I'll read it. This is a New Living Translation. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And we will give you, and I'm sorry, and he will give you everything you need. So do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Isn't it, isn't it funny? that we can go through life realizing that um, we're not doing what we're supposed to do. I think I remember when I was growing up, I never heard anybody talk about the kingdom of God, teach about the kingdom of God. I, I was just living my life. Um, I didn't know what my priority should be. And when you don't have a target, what are you aiming at? So this, this passage right here, it says, seek. We could just stop right there. We can have a message all night long. Seek the kingdom of God. Seek. We're supposed to seek. The Greek word for seek is zeto it's z e t e o zeto it means to search for to crave to deliberately strive and desire something as an act of the will seek now think about this um the seeking that you do i get an example how many y'all got cell phones everybody right Everybody got a wallet or a purse, something like that. If you misplace it, what do you do? Seek. Use Zito. I mean, you don't leave the house sometimes without your phone. And how about if you misplace your car keys? You can't leave the house because you can't go anywhere. You don't have your car keys. Seek. Now, when I was when I first accepted Christ, uh, the Lord just it, it, I understood where I was, where I had been, what I had been doing. And it was, it was as if when I heard the truth and I understood it, it was as if a door opened up. How about this? Everybody's got a key to their house, right? Or a key to their car. When you put your key in that slot, there are tabs, I forgot what they're called, but there are little tabs that 
are indentated within that cylinder where that key hits and it click, 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 and you're able to open it and unlock that door. It was like when I heard the truth, it was as if those keys went into that slot and they fit and turned and the door opened. And I said, oh, I was so, I was so, I was so sorry. Um, I was ashamed. And uh, I was so hungry after that. Because one thing, when you hear the truth, I don't want to say this as if most people, how most people say it, the, the truth will set you free. But it, man, it set me free. Because I tell you what, when I realized what I was doing and what I should be doing, my whole goal was to continue to do the right thing. And I sought out as much information as I could, as quickly as I could, so that I could I could be in the right position to serve him, to serve God. I was, uh, I had a job where I was doing computer-aided designing and basically it was computer drafting. And I would lay out um, exhibit show uh, for a large company, the largest company uh, in the trade show industry. And I laid, I did that for 18 years. And so I was behind a computer six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours a day, every day, sometimes six days a week. And all I did was sit behind a computer, edit or draw, design stuff. And I'm thankful for it. Um, uh, the Lord was able to provide for my family during that time. But one thing I was able to do when I had that job is I was able to put on a microphone, I mean, uh, earphones. And I was able to listen to the word of God every day, every single day, year after year after year after year. Somebody asked me yesterday, hoping I wear the event. And they said, what did, what did you do when you, when you first learned? I said, I was able to, I was able to dig into God's word. And y'all hear me, please. Here's how it went. And anybody that knows me knows this is true. John MacArthur was like, God. Nobody could tell me anything bad, unless he does it. Uh, nobody can tell me anything bad about John MacArthur. I learned so much from him. That's the racket. <clears throat> he was like the black version of John MacArthur. <laughs> and I didn't even know him that well, but I'm like, he sounds like him. Um, John MacArthur, this is how I went. I put my earphones on and then went, I wasn't able to get online. So I had cassette tapes. So you can imagine how many cassette tapes I had piled up. I, I carry a case that held about 50 cassettes and I'd have these at my desk and I had a Walkman and I flip them in and flip them out. I was on um, a monthly subscription to John MacArthur. I was on a monthly subscription to R.C. Sproul. I was on a monthly subscription to Chuck Swindoll. I was on a monthly subscription to Charles Stanley. I wasn't on a monthly subscription, but I heard him hollering all the time, Tony Evans. <laughs> so I would listen to those guys every single day. I kid you not. I kid you not. You talk about discipleship. People wonder how much, how, how, how it was I was able to change so quickly when I accepted Christ because I was being fed every single day of my life when I was at that job. And I didn't realize how much I was changing. Other people did, but I was just doing what I heard and I was learning, I was growing, I was coming to church and I was getting around body of believers that love the Lord. I thank God for you guys. And guys that, ladies and guys that were around, I remember, uh, I can't remember her name, coming to church when it was probably within my first year of being saved, and uh, Julius was doing audio. And uh, I wasn't a member of the church at the time. I was still getting my life right. But 
they had to set up the audio every every week. We were at the center, and we had to set the speakers out, and they set all those chairs out. Y'all yeah, remember those metal chairs? Green, orange, yellow, blue. <laughs> we set those chairs out every Sunday and take them out, and Julius would have to wrap up the cords, bring the speakers into the audio room, lock everything up, and I would help him do that. But I didn't start helping him until I was challenged. A, a lady at the church said, how come you're not doing anything? And it wasn't like harsh or, you know, with an attitude. She just questioned, how come you're not doing? I was just standing around. And the thought, it just, it pierced my heart. I'm like, man, God's gifted me. I got strength. I'm, I'm able to move around. Why aren't I helping? And uh, 31 years later, <laughs> every time we get a piece of audio equipment in this church, <laughs> I'm the one that's got something to do with it. Sometimes that's all it takes is uh, just poison a question to somebody. Um, she didn't know me that well, hardly at all. She just asked me. And so I said all that to say, Zito, how much do we seek God? Oh, my goodness. I'm ashamed to say that uh, I don't Zito nowhere near the way I should. Uh, therefore, you can gather from that that I don't, I'm not as righteous as I could be. I mean, think about it. Do we really seek God, Zito? Do we really? Is it the first thing on our mind when we wake up and before we go to bed, as we're going through our day? Do we seek God in everything we do? This world would be a different place if we did. Your world would be in a different place. if. And I'm not saying that to make you feel bad or anything. I'm just saying... Keep on keeping on. Get there. Let's strive for that. God, God put us, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So I'm I'm not receiving, I'm not receiving all the blessings that God has for me. Think about that. Man, we that means we can we could do more. We all can do more. If we kept on, kept keeping on, if we zeto, if we seek God. God will start saying, okay, that little key, click, click, click. You're getting it. If you do what I ask you to do, if you obey me, if you do my will, if you use the gifts that I have given you, I'll keep unlocking doors. I'll keep using you for my word. There would be an example to this world. So that, as I was putting, thinking about this message, that's what was really in my heart. Um, I believe that God can turn things around for you and me if we obey, if we keep on keeping on. So as we zeto, let's focus on what God said. God has, has done and what God will do. Amen. Uh, let's not worry about the troubles of tomorrow. God can do away with our issues. But think about if he doesn't. What if he doesn't? Remember Paul, the thorn in the flesh? What if he doesn't? Will you still praise him? Will you still worship him? Will you still trust him? Will you still obey him? Because the odds are, if he doesn't take an issue out of our life in the future, he's getting our attention. He's tearing us down to build us back up. He's preparing you for a brighter future. And sometimes, unfortunately, um, 
for some, if they don't want to turn around their life, their time might be up. But either way, we are to keep on keeping on. Amen. Uh, so here's one of the things we're talking about the kingdom of God. And man, I was thinking, OK, so if we told people, you know, about the kingdom of God and his righteousness to seek that, one of the first things that's going to come in their mind is, well, what's the kingdom? Where is the kingdom? Who's in the kingdom? What, am I right? Who, what, when, where, why? You know? How? Where is the kingdom? So the kingdom of God is that spiritual realm. What's it like living in the kingdom? It's like living in holiness. What's holiness? Peace that passes all understanding. It's a matter of what Solomon said. Give me knowledge, wisdom, and understanding so that I can, I can do your will. That's what we need to seek. Not things here on earth. Not, one of the uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest thing and hindrances in people's lives is chasing after money. Chasing after money. I tend to believe that if we if we do what God tells us to do, if we use the gifts that he's given us and things start being unlocked. That money will chase us. Can you imagine that? You'll have so much income coming in that you'd have to just try to figure out ways of giving it all away. And just say, Lord, what, what do you all right, can you imagine? Think about this. Can you imagine praying to God saying, Lord, what do you want me to do with this money? But it starts from what the little amount that you have now, if it's a little amount, I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? Now, if we zito, if we seek God first, seek the kingdom, he can tell us exactly what we need to do in our life. And at every minute of every day, we just got to be, we have to have open ears. We have to be obedient. Mm. Having that zito for the gospel, having humility, being meek, thirsting for righteousness, being merciful and being a peacemaker. Having that zito. What about the other kingdom? There's two kingdoms. Y'all know that, right? You got to be able to explain that to the people when they start asking all these questions about the kingdom and say, well, we're already in the kingdom. We were born into a, a kingdom. Well, what do you mean the kingdom? What, what, what's this other kingdom? Well, the other kingdom is... Uh, where we're at now and things that you're doing right now. But what do you mean? How do I get in this other kingdom then? You're already in it. You ain't have to do nothing. Just keep on keeping on in this life that you're living without accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I was telling Hope the other day that I had a, uh, a two-hour discussion. I told I the told, uh, uh, board, a couple, couple, couple hour, two-hour discussion with my brother. So, all right, let me backtrack. Two weeks ago, my brother that's right above me, I've, I've, I've had six brothers. Two of them have passed away. So my brother that's right above me, he got, he got married on a Sunday. And the Saturday before the wedding, my I'm sorry, the Friday before the wedding, my brother from Colorado came in town and We had a nice little discussion about Christianity. And as we were going through Sunday school and Doug, when you were talking about all of beliefs and, and I, I was hearing everybody chime in and I was like, oh man, that sounds like the discussion I had with my brother. Cause he was bringing up, you know, all different uh, Gnosticisms and Buddhism and Muslim and Hinduism and all that stuff. And that was a hot button for me when I, when I accepted Christ, uh, I, I really got into apologetics. 
and I just because because I was kind of one that I I wanted to wanted to let people know that they were wrong. Not because of how much I knew and how smart I was. It was just you're wrong. If somebody, it was like somebody telling me a lie, and I know it wasn't right, and I know it was a lie. Would you consider, would you allow somebody to just keep talking to you with that lie? Would you just letting them keep bombarding you with all that stuff? So, so here's how the discussion ended with my brother. Now, you got to remember, my brother's, uh, he's almost 18 years older than me or whatever, and I'm the baby of the family. So everybody still looks at me as the baby. I'm like, 54 years old, you still the baby. I'm like, okay, so when do I get off the bottle? <laughs> so am I not supposed to know anything because I'm the youngest? What's going on? I, here's how it ends. I, I, I end up telling him, and I was pretty loud about it because I was just getting fed up. <sighs> with the ignorance of what he was saying, I said, well, can we just move on and forget about the past and press on towards the mark? He didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> and I was just like, listen, that was the past. There's a bright future ahead of us. Why should we be dwelling back there? Well, well, you just, I, I'm leaving it there. I'm leaving it there. So in this, this, this worldly kingdom, there's things in it that self-indulgence, partying, drunkards, drugs, sexual addiction, the love of money, survival of the fittest, worry, doubt, Lying, cheating, stealing, sickness, and disease. It was actually the same stuff that was going on in Noah's day. Right? Noah was told, uh, Noah was told to build the ark. And he had all these distractions around him. All the distractions. Um, put yourself in Noah's shoes. Building this ark. You got all these hostile folks talking about me. And I think, I don't know, I hope I would have been able to, but man, part of me would be like, man, let's go take a club and go beat one of these. <laughs> he's working and he's obeying God. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And all these people doing all this stuff. They're partying. Now, if you've accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, you're living your life, you're doing the right thing, you're listening. You're not drinking, you're not partying, you're not, you know, going to strip clubs and all the stuff that they do. People are laughing at you, probably lying on you, telling, saying all these crazy things about you. What are you doing? You're building that art. Building that art. You just do what you're supposed to do. You do what God called you to do. Noah didn't stop building that art. He kept on keeping on. Amen. If a person's going to go down the path of destruction, he or she will never realize the divine plan God has for them that will enable them to live in a way that is pleasing and honoring to them. No, to him. Except for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's a, here's a good example of what I just talked about. During good times, people tend to lose focus. During good times, people tend to lose focus. Why? Because they don't think, well, all that's done. Let's just relax. Let's, man, just, y'all ever said, man, I can't wait for the weekend. Remember the saying, living for the weekend? Man, just, I did my five days a week. I'm chilling. Chilling. What are you doing? I'm chilling. I ain't doing nothing this week, man. I ain't, I, I ain't doing nothing. Right? Well, here's an example. Good times make weak people. Weak people make hard times. Hard times make 
strong people. Why? Because they got to they got to get through it. Strong people make good times. Uh-oh. This is a cycle of unsaved or undisciplined people. Because good times shouldn't make weak people. Good times should make you strive to say, man, if I did that, or if God did that through me, if he did that through me, if I keep doing or do more, man, he could accomplish even greater things, right? But we don't look like, we don't look at that. We just, well, sometimes we go, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm good. God wants to do so much more in and through us. Zito, seek the kingdom. The kingdom isn't, it's not finished yet. It's not finished being built. God wants to use us to continue building the kingdom. It's good for them. It's good that they're doing that. And yeah, they might be gifted in different ways, but God gifted you with something that he needs you to accomplish certain things for him, for his kingdom. In Genesis, I'm going to read this real quick. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals. The Lord God had made one day he asked the woman, did God really say to you, hmm, y'all remember this? Did God really say to you must, that you must only eat the fruit from the tree in the garden? Of course, we may eat from that, that fruit of the tree in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said to me, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. The serpent said, you won't die. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. You will be like God. Pause right there. I want to put this in there. This is just don't, I mean, don't say you, you should be. No, just think about this. He said, you will be like God. You know what I like to put in there? God and me. The serpent, you be like God and me. Y'all get it? <laughs> Knowing both good and evil. What does that mean? They didn't know evil. Only the serpent knew evil at that time. So if you eat of the fruit, you're going to know evil, what God didn't want you to know. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. Oh, I can know more. Oh. So she took some and then ate it. Then she gave some to her husband. Adam. <laughs> and he ate it. At that moment, their eyes were open. They suddenly felt shame of their nakedness. And then they sewed the fig leaves together to cover themselves. Here's what I, I could picture this. Remember the example I was giving you with the key going in, clicking and opening the door? Here's an example. The door got shut. They got kicked out. And the door got shut. This is 3.15. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman. And between your offspring and her offspring, he will strive or strike your head and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. And in pain, you will give birth. 
and you will desire. Man, that means they she wouldn't have had any pain. And you will desire to control your husband. And he will rule over you. And to the man, he said, since you listened to your wife and ate of the fruit, I command you not. I commanded you not to eat. The ground is cursed because of you. All your life, you will struggle to scratch out a living. And then thorns and thistle will grow through the ground and you'll be eating off grains and stuff. They lost holy living. Because they didn't seek first the kingdom of God. Instead of listening to that, you know, that serpent. She should have she could have heard him, but then she should she should have said, Lord. Is that right? No, she said, hmm. To be like God. Whoa. Or whatever fruit it was, it wasn't an apple. They said, yeah, so. Can you imagine what life was like? I believe it was the best example of holiness on earth. The animals and the insects during this time, they obeyed Adam and Eve. Can you imagine? No mosquitoes biting you. Like, hey, all right. And then they fly off. <laughs> a barking dog running up to you say boy sit down and they go <laughs> birds flying in the air you just wash your car Doug <laughs> don't poop on my windshield <laughs> they actually listen to you any of y'all ever have a cat as a pet they're probably the worst pet to have in the world they don't listen to you at all they listened to Adam and Eve. <laughs> Things were perfect. No child, no, no pain and childbirth. It would have been perfect. Yeah, you guys that have you do your lawns, you try to keep your lawns manicured. There was no weeds growing up. Matter of fact, you didn't even have to water the grass. Everything was perfect. It was perfect. There was no rain. The ground was moisturized from up underneath. All that stuff got done away with because they disobeyed. So people who have no vision cast off all restraints. That means if you feel good, if it feels good, do it. This is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. Restraints help keep us under control. Keeps it helps us be guided. I don't want to live. And, and God set up the family structure so that this, the husband, the wife, the children, the children are to listen to the parents. And when the children don't listen to the parents, they cast off restraints. When I remember when uh, one of the first marriage retreats we went to, um, Pastor would have that example of the umbrella. So all the rain and the hail and the fiery darts wouldn't touch you as long as you're under the covering of the umbrella. If you listen to God, obey God, listen to the order. If the children listen to their parents, they're covered by the parents. And then if something happens, who would get the darts first? Parents would and protect the children. That's what that saying I'll take, a, I'll take a bullet for you or whatever. Man. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Knowledge of what? What God requires of us. The gifts he has given us. Are we, are we functioning with those gifts? So if we've suck, sought out God, if we're seeking the kingdom, and we start understanding what our gifts are, where we're gifted. Are we functioning in those gifts? We have to know who we are in order to function in the kingdom with the gifts that God has given us. If we cast off all restraints, we'll be bounced around like a 
ball in the pinball machine. Just going from one thing to the next. And y'all ever seen anybody in their life, they're having so many issues going on. It's just, it's like one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. And you're like, oh my God, what is, but because you're in the word, you're seeking God, you're being obedient. You see things that they can't see. It's like what they what they talk about in Romans eight. They're blind. They can't. They, they they don't understand what's going on, and you're over here trying to tell them, "Hey, come on, come on, come on," but they 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 can't comprehend. Sin has blinded them. We tend, you know, you could tend to work in areas that you're not called to work in, which leaves you unfulfilled, wondering, Lord, I thought I was doing everything you wanted me to do. And then the Lord replies, no, you're doing what the world told you to do. I created you to take dominion. And what I gifted you in. Use that gift to help take dominion for my kingdom, not for you, for my kingdom. You're part of my you're part of my kingdom, but I want you to help grow my kingdom. So when he said, go forth, take dominion. Right. That's still true today. Once we find the truth of something, we should continue to pursue it more and more and more. If we find that something that we've learned or done is not the right thing, we should avoid it as much as possible, as quickly as possible. Run away and flee. Remember Joseph? And Potiphar's wife was trying to take him down. What did he do? Man, he let that coat go, and he he ran. He ran quick as possible. That's what we should do when we see sinful things or whatever. Just get out of there. We are rulers of this earth. God owns this earth. He told us to take dominion of this earth. How are we doing? How are we doing? I, I just told you about me when I first started. I'm not where I should be. Uh, I got work to do. But I'm going to keep on keeping on. Amen. If you're not part of the kingdom, one of the things you need to do really, really quick is to you need to repent. Ask God for forgiveness for all the years that you've disregarded him and his existence. Then ask the Lord Jesus Christ to take over your life and make you a new creation. Where old things, old habits, old vices, old addictions can pass away. I'm going to leave you with this. Seven ways to seek first the kingdom of God in order for you to keep on keeping on. Number one, pray. It's our focus this month. Actually, it should be our focus each and every day. Uh, verse I can give you for that is we, we actually mentioned it today. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 17. Rejoice always. Pray, pray without ceasing. Number one, pray. Number two, read your Bible. What? Read your Bible. And I'm not talking about just listening to it through, through the app on your phone or while you're driving. That's great. That's great. But it's nothing like reading the Word. Sitting down. Or you, it could just be you and the Word looking at that white page with those black letters on it and allowing God to speak to you as you read that Word that you start getting more and more understanding Number three, worship. Be grateful that God loves you. And he called you to be one of his children. Number four, repent. Repent of any wrongdoing. I was driving in a day. I was like, Lord, I, I need to repent. Why? Because... Man, I know I'm not zetoing like I should. But thankfully, I, I understand that now. Man, we when you let a when you let a, a moment, a, a, a 
an hour, a couple of hours, a day, a week, a month, a year go by without zetoing for the kingdom of God, you're missing the mark. We're missing the mark. But we can do better. We just got to keep on keeping on. Number five, Bible memorization. Talked about that this morning in the uh, Sunday school. What's that app again, Liz? BibleMemory.com? All right. BibleMemory.com. And then I believe there's an app. Remember those Bible verses. Because when you're, when you're confronted with uh, non-truths or issues in your life, you need something to call upon. Not yourself, not your strength, but his strength. And his strength is perfect. That's the real true friend. Number six, praise. Praise. Give a shout to the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. And last but not least, be thankful. Remember what God has brought you out of. And in everything, give thanks. Everything. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. 2 Timothy 3.16. Thank you for your time. Father, thank you for your word and how it speaks to us and how simple it can be when we zeto. Things, doors are just open. And understanding is made clear. We're able to walk the way you want us to walk. To others, it seems like, man, it's, we're doing something great. But realistically, we're just doing what you told us to do. But we're also setting an example to grow your kingdom. Lord, I pray that we, uh, because of your word, that we just desire it more. We crave it more. We seek your truth but we seek to be obedient more. Why? Not for us, not for gains on this earth, but for your kingdom to grow and for you to be glorified. Thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.